It's Friday night, which means it's time for another episode of the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Casey. Last week we looked at some classic 90s Nicktoons. We had a great time discovering why exactly people like Rocco's Modern Life so much. And we also looked at episodes from Angry Beavers and Ah Real Monsters. We also conducted our weekly Twitter poll asking which pairing you liked better, Cat and Dog or Dag and Norbert. Cat Dog won with 75% of the vote, which was a little bit saddening for me. Yeah, this surprised me because I just so strongly disagree. I think more people watched Cat Dog, and that's got to be a big part of it, but in terms of, like, the vibe, Dag and Norbert feel so much more natural to me than Cat and Dog. I can't quite put my finger on why, but something about their dialogue works way better for me. Yeah, and I think the humor is also just better in Angry Beavers, too, but... You know, I don't I don't hate cat dog. I don't want to trash cat dog. It's fine. This is by no means the first time we've disagreed with our viewers. So, uh, you know, you guys have <laughs> your opinion. That's true. Well, this week we're starting out our Fairly Odd Parents May Marathon. We are looking at the three best Fairly Odd Parents movies in our opinion, starting with Channel Chasers this week. And at the end of the episode, we'll tell you which one we're doing next and why. This one we're just sort of doing for fun, but the next two have uh, some pretty cool meaning associated with it for our next two episodes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this for the rest of the month, more or less. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Now let's get started. Alright, as we said before, our episode, or movie more so, is Channel Chasers, which was originally aired for season 4, episode 25, and the air date was November 21st, 2003. Alright, and in this, our second ever film, I believe? We've only done Rugrats in Paris up till now. Yeah. Um... In our second movie ever on the podcast, uh, after being grounded from watching too much television, Timmy wishes himself into the world of television to escape reality and uh, the life of being yelled at by his parents. Uh, unfortunately for him, he sort of has this carelessness with his wish that leads to Vicky taking over the world in the future. And uh, so Timmy has to stop her now from preventing the disruption of Dimsdale and the world. There's also this mysterious masked man that is trying to track down Timmy. We'll get into that as well. Um, these magic remotes, it's important to know, travel through television and time for some reason. Yeah, they're a pretty uh, spectacular invention, to say the least. Um, I also do want to throw out too, that this is this movie is a bit shorter because it's a made-for-TV movie, right? And it's not quite, I would say, up to like the professional standards of Rugrats in Paris, but I still enjoyed it nonetheless. But definitely a different, different sort of a movie feel. Yeah, this was a childhood favorite of mine. I would watch it whenever it came on and get so pumped about it. It was that, and uh, there's a Billy and Mandy movie I also loved, but I just remember getting so pumped whenever any of them were on. And... It holds up, I will say. It holds up in 2017 at, you know, 23 years old. There were things that weren't funny to me that were then, and then there were things that were hysterical that I didn't get when I was a kid. So, lots to unpack here. Yeah, um, I would say, for me, 
the biggest thing that didn't didn't feel quite so uh, brilliant as when I was a kid is that the parodies throughout the show or throughout the movie. So uh, you know they go into all the different television shows and we get a lot of different parodies and they're fun and they're cute and I love that like the animation style changes with each of them and that we get sort of you know we get things like live puppets of the characters but they're not that clever. Like I thought it was so smart but it's really nothing's that well thought out. It's it's more of just like look we copied this show but put the Fairly Odd Parents characters into it and that's kind of it. Yeah, they rarely do more with the parody than just sort of do the thing in sort of that, like, lazy Family Guy style, which can work, and I think it does, but they rely on it a lot. They do too many shows. Like, there's no reason to do this many shows. Yeah, I, I don't know the total count, but it's gotta be somewhere around, like, 10 or 12 or something. It's a lot. Yeah. So yeah, the shows themselves are fine. We won't spend too much time talking about them. Uh, some of the ones that come to mind are Clint's Hints, which is uh, a Blue's Clues parody. That one's kind of funny because it sort of hints at like the whole, what if the host was like on drugs the whole time and he's acting just absolutely nuts. So that one was kind of interesting because it was so extreme, you know? Yeah, and you know, I, I think... Honestly, the names of them are probably my favorite parts overall. Things like Clint's Hints, uh, I mentioned but not shown the, uh, adolescent genetically altered karate cows instead of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles I thought was fun. Yeah, that's um, great. Things like that. For sure. And yeah, the names are great. All around, the shows are just, it's a cool concept. It was really exciting when I was a kid, so it totally does its job. Um, we're not going to get too much into plot for this because we'll, we're kind of, if you're listening to this podcast, we're sort of assuming that you've watched this movie before. The plot is very simple. In the future, because of Timmy's wish, Vicky takes over the world and there's this mysterious masked man who is trying to stop it from happening, who travels back in time. Uh, do we want to get into him now? Yeah, so me and Casey both remembered this reveal being significantly later into the movie than it was. So we just kind of see this guy following Timmy around throughout, you know, time, and he keeps saying that he, like, needs to talk to him, whatever, and he's, like, scouting him out. And it's honestly probably only, like, halfway through the movie when we find out that it's actually just Timmy as an adult, you know, and he's coming back to try to fix things. But, like, I don't know, I just, I felt like it was... Because not much really happens after that. So it kind of threw right. me off that we found that out so soon. Yeah, maybe that's why we felt like it happened way later, because there isn't a ton of plot after. Um, it is funny seeing adult Timmy sort of go through the worlds of these other cartoons, like the Sesame Street one and stuff like that. So that was kind of great. And then bonding, like there's that great line where they're saying, I forget how why they got in trouble when they were a kid, but like... They both say, and mom was so mad, or something like that, and they both kind of laugh and say, our parents, and it's such a, like, tender moment. <laughs> yeah, overall, I think, honestly, the best parts of this movie are the non-parody parts. Um, oh, I, I completely agree. And that, uh, specifically, I've got to hand it to him, Timmy's dad has got some great A-lines throughout oh, this. Uh, man. Just, 
so, uh, the, the entire time that Timmy's gone, basically, you know, the parents are, like, trying to figure out what to do. Um, Tootie, as Deep Toot, uh, sort of is like, hey, why don't you guys go into television, whatever, and... Which is a, a Nixon reference that I never got when I was a kid, the Deep Toot being a parallel to Deep Throat, who, uh, tipped off the press about Watergate. Yeah, I, another one of those things that's definitely intended for an older audience, um... Right. But basically... Timmy's dad just, like, when they, they go in and they go to apologize, and instead of Timmy's dad actually taking any blame, he kind of, like, subtly, like, if you're not listening to the words that he's saying, it sounds like he's apologizing, but he's just throwing his wife under the bus continuously. <laughs> we were dying every time it happened. to be like, Timmy, your mother, your mother is so sorry for what she did to you, and even, like, to her face, and she doesn't, like... She's not happy about it, but she doesn't really stop him or do anything. It's It doesn't feel like like any sort of abuse or anything. It's just she gets it that, like, he's an idiot, and it's like it's not even worth debating with him. Yeah, and like I said, it's it's one of those things I don't even think I caught as a kid. Like, I don't think no. I noticed as... I think I just thought they were both apologizing, because <laughs> yeah. his tone is still apologetic, right. but it's like... Like, I'm so glad you decided to forgive your mother, like... <laughs> just stuff like that just and he was just as bad if not worse man if not worse yeah god bless the two of them and god bless Hugh Neutron I just they're they're some of the best parents in all of Nicktoons yeah I'd say yeah. uh Hugh's a little bit more caring though and a little better intended than Timmy's <laughs> that's true they're sociopaths like they they clearly like regret having a kid are raised by narcissists or whatever, right? Yeah, for real. Yeah, they're and they're, <laughs> and they're so jealous of the Dinklebergs, and the Dinklebergs are what they think they would be if they didn't have kids. But because of that whole, I don't know if you ever saw this, that the DINK is an acronym that means dual income, no kids, in, like, high society, apparently. And, uh, and so they wish they could be the Dinklebergs, but they're too dumb to ever be the Dinklebergs. Like, they would never be that level of successful. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I'm almost a little surprised that they are able to hold jobs at all, you know? Right, yeah. Like, what it's are like, they paying like Timmy's Hugh. dad to do? It's like yeah. when Jimmy Absolutely. says, like, oh, my dad got fired. Or just kind of by Jean default. Says, your dad has a job. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's lots of parallels between the two of them. And definitely, like I said, that's one of my favorite moments. Um... I, I don't know, we didn't really talk about it earlier, so we're, we're kind of going in random order, right? We're not really tracking this. But we do get this weird thing where Chester and AJ are, like, adults in the future in this, like, dictator land. And it's just strange. Um, yeah, it has kind no, of out of place. It has no, nothing to do with the plot. Like, there are no plot points that are furthered by adult Chester and AJ. They're just somehow a part of this resistance against Vicky, which I guess makes sense, but they introduce it like they're going to be a huge part of the plot, and then we, like, ne barely see them again. Never yeah, see I, them I, again, really. They are completely irrelevant. Uh, we don't see any of the rest of Timmy's friends, either. The only person from the future we really interact with is future... Not even future Vicky. We deal with current Vicky. Just future mm -hmm. Timmy, really. 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. But I do think the plot cleverly pairs with the shows by ending with this Mahomushi, this sort of uh, Dragon Ball Z type show that uh, Timmy loves to watch. And that's where the plot comes to its big showdown. And there's that great gag within the credits where they get to they get to the final channel and they're going up the credits of the previous show, which is that Teenage Mutant Ninja, the adolescent whatever cows, and uh, they're flying up on these credits before the next show starts. And Timmy says, why are these going so fast? And Cosmo says, they're animation credits. They go so fast because nobody cares about them. <laughs> Which, to be fair, how many times did I, until until watching the podcast, I don't know if I ever once cared about what was happening in animation right. credits. I don't think no it's specific to, all the to animation, people. though. I feel like movies, people fair. don't really care either, after the cast, at least. Yeah, that's valid. But but probably even less so, I would say, for kids, right? And that's probably kids' oh, shows sure. in general. Like, for movies, sure. you might be a little bit curious, like, oh, who, I don't know. Or, I don't know, like, oh, I remember that actress, what's her name, or something, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but I wouldn't even really conceptualize the fact that they were, like, voice actors. I wouldn't even think about it when I was a kid. It was just like, oh, there's, uh, there's Tommy Pickles, and that's his voice, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Um. Yeah, um. What else do we really need to talk about here? I think. Gotta talk about Dog we... Dimmodome. Absolutely, we have to. <laughs> so let's get into that. So basically, we get this amazing recap of everything Doug Dimmodome has been a part of in the Dimsdale, like in the Fairly Odd Parents world. And it's awesome because basically, Timmy's parents, you know, he's missing and they're so upset. And we see them, you know, sort of realize that they've been terrible. And that's the moment that sort of makes them realize how awful they've treated Timmy his whole life. And they go to Doug Dimodome, who of course owns the cable company, <laughs> and they're like, can we please broadcast out to Timmy on all the channels? And he was like, oh, I don't know. Well, Timmy is a bit of a troublemaker. He did do this, 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 and this. But then on the other hand, he also did, and he ends up just sort of rehashing everything that Timmy has done with Doug Dimodome. <laughs> like, well, he did cost me that basketball tournament, but then they were sponsored by Blubbernuts, but they are delicious, and it just kept going back and forth. <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to quickly throw out here, how do we feel about doing a Doug Dimmodome episode sometime? Oh, I'm so down. Because we certainly have the content for it. Have you, I <laughs> mean, have you seen this trend on YouTube and Twitter in the last few months of, like, mashing up Doug Dimmodome quotes and, like, moments of the show with, like, techno and electronic music? No, but that sounds fantastic. I'll have to find some for you, because it's been a total trend lately, and I have no clue why. It's kind of like the Spongebob stepping on the beach thing, like that YouTube poop sort of world, but with Doug yeah. Dimmodome. So, so you I know, think it's about it time. The... Yeah, I think, I think that'll be a good one. Uh, obviously a little bit later, since we've got all these movies going on, but... Right, and we want to do a Crocker a episode too, but I'd say we put Doug Dimmodome above Crocker there. Yeah, because we really haven't had any Doug Dimmodome appearances, no. I don't think, on the podcast up until now. And wasn't he in the what a great time one? for him to? Oh, you know what? He, he probably was. was. He was the, he's the owner of the Bankies, I think. 
Yeah, yeah. He's there for like a hot second, but he's He owns not, everything no. in Dimsdale. <laughs> yeah, he's just the richest guy in town by far. <laughs> we don't really know how that That's happened, great. but we know that he is. And so then the the Turners, Timmy's parents, do get their message out, and Timmy does catch it, and it's a tearful moment. And, uh, oh, so they record it while Doug Dimidome is still debating whether he should let them record it or not. They just do it because the booth is open. And as they're leaving, uh, uh, Timmy's mom says, oh, how can we ever thank you? And he goes, by getting the heck out of my office. That kid is nothing but trouble. And they get thrown out, and then he says... But then again, he did teach me the greatest love of all is inside me, and a single tear forms in his eye. <laughs> it's so ridiculous, too. It, and, again, I, I've said it er- earlier, too, but uh, the subtle lines in this show are really what get you. You know, the things that you don't pick up on, that you're not paying attention to, and the subtlety is really what drives the humor, I think, um, on the yeah. rewatches. It and definitely has the, obvious the... humor for kids, but... On the rewatches. Yeah, and the pure absurdity of it all, too. Like, uh, when... So, basically, in the end, Vicky is defeated, and they go back... Future Vicky is defeated, they go back to the real world, and I should say future Vicky is stopped. We never meet her. But uh, thanks to the sacrifice of future Timmy, who unfortunately disappears when the world is corrected, and it's one of those tragic trade-offs that future Timmy cannot survive because he no longer exists because he's prevented the future from happening. It's, it makes no sense in terms of like how actual time travel would work, but there's, that's always the issue when you make a show about time travel. Yeah, I mean, nothing really does time travel perfectly, and they're not really trying, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so then we go back to the real world, and they, Mr. and Mrs. Turner have figured out that Vicky is evil, and very heavy-handedly sort of wrap it all up, and uh, Timmy's mom says, in the face of this overwhelming evidence that you are, and always have been, an evil, lying, troublemaking shrew. It's so on the nose. I love it. (laughs) And so she says, I blame television, which is a clever line, because, you know, this... It is television's fault at the end of the day that she got figured out. And then Timmy's dad says, nice try. What do you take us for, idiots? And uh, she says, um, yes. Then they fire her. And Cosmo and Wanda say, yay! And Timmy's dad says, those gleeful fish are right to cheer. (laughs) Yeah, I I love those kinds of moments where... Again, just the absurdity and the, the sort of acceptance of absurdity in their world... The right. idea that there's, you know, cheering fish, and that's fine. That's just how that works. <laughs> like, but I love the implication that it means that they have always been able to hear the fish when they make random interjections like that and are just now deciding to comment on it, which I love. And just the throw-it-aside comment, too, as as always, as it must be. Um, yeah, so then we do get to sort of the... Uh, the moral dilemma, I guess, or maybe not even moral exactly, but the dilemma of of Timmy's life, right? Where he kind of has to decide if he wants to be quote-unquote miserable, but have his fairly odd parents, or... And I think the real reason he chooses to do that is because he's now lived without... He's now lived the experience of losing his fairies. He watches it happen and is confused and upset, and it's a very traumatic event, 
uh, with the remote control because he can just apparently fast forward himself a year at a time. Granted, he keeps his fairies till he's like 17, so that's kind of awesome. But he remembers what it's like to not remember them and decides, you know, I need to make the most of this time with my fairies and unwishes the entire wish. It's his biggest control Z wish of the whole thing. And, and it's funny because he's ultimately saving the premise of the show. Like without Vicky, we wouldn't care about Timmy Turner. We wouldn't, he wouldn't have his fairly odd fairy godparents. So kind of interesting how they saved the show in that way, but while it makes sense with Timmy's character. Sure, sure. Yeah. And and I think they did a good job of sort of building this up for him, too, right? And I guess it's not exactly entirely not selfish, selfish, right? Like, there's definitely some selfishness there. But I think, to a decent amount of it is, you know, sentimental and that he wants to keep his fairies and that he wants them to all have these great times together. You know, I think it's kind of to- twofold there. He's not being as terrible as he uh, sort of usually is. <laughs> yeah, it's a moment of growth for Timmy, for sure. Um, so yeah, we've covered kind of the main stuff, you know, the main plot being that it's ultimately this chase to stop Vicky. Um, I feel like there is one, oh, there's this weird Denzer, there's this weird, weird Crocker plot at the very end that's kind of funny. It's not even a plot, it's like a one-off bit. He comes out of the psych ward and he's totally cured of his, you know, fairy mania. And he says, for the first time in my life, I'm able to focus on other things. I've figured out cold fusion. There's no limit to the good I can do for humanity. Then Timmy's wish happens, it goes poof, and uh, he goes... What the heck is this junk? Was I about to help people? This can only be the work of fairies! And does that thing where he freaks out. It's so tragic, because he finally leaves it all behind. Now, we, we also then, at the same time that this wish goes down, we get Chester and AJ talking to each other, and uh, the first thing that happens is... Well, wait, first you gotta talk about the 2D side of this. What's the 2D side of this? Because that's how the joke is set up, that uh, Tootie is, like, f- I forget what exactly is happening, but she's, like, jumping up and down, and, uh... Oh, right, right. And then the wish gets unwished, and she goes, what? Is- was I doing something Timmy-related? And then it goes over to AJ and Chester, and then this happens. Right, right, right. So, uh, uh, then AJ and Chester are talking, and Chester has this bracelet with cheese. I don't really remember what's going on with that, but there's some side plot reason as to why that's happening. Um, and so they're talking about that and then it stops and Chester turns to AJ and he's just like, were we doing something Timmy related? (laughs) (laughs) And it's just great. (laughs) Obviously, obviously Tootie's life revolves around Timmy, right? That's nothing new. But the idea that Chester and AJ too, like the vast majority of their existence is doing things that are Timmy related. <laughs> yep. And the deadpan delivery is so funny too. It's not in this lovey dovey way. It's like, were we doing something Timmy related? Like that like because of course they would be. Oh, it's such a good line. <laughs> yeah. Honestly might might be my favorite one. Um I think that more or less sums up all of our favorite lines. And unfortunately I don't want this to necessarily be the very last thing we talk about, but the very last line of this movie is so dumb. Yes, it really is. And we'll, we can say this now as sort of the penultimate thought, because after this we can talk about the flash forward with Timmy and Tootie. Yeah, so we'll, we'll say this now to make, to make it not the worst thing, but this is the last thing you see on the screen, is 
Because, uh, you know, it's sort of a imitating Porky Pig from, is that Looney Tunes, right? Yeah, yeah. And because he says, like, the, 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 that's all folks, right? But instead, Cosmo's just like, the, 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 and then Wando's like, Cosmo, what's the matter with you? And he's like, nothing, it's just really cold in here. That's it. That's like that's the, the that's end. what they decided to be the end. And it Which, left us on a pretty bummer note. We were like, seriously? That's so dumb. It was so funny, like, the whole movie. And then they have to end it on that. And they absolutely could have ended it. And now we're going to backtrack to it. But they absolutely could have just ended it with the flash forward, right? I think that that would have been fine. I think that sure. would have felt way more complete. Um, but yeah, so we, we sort of see Timmy as an adult. And we see that his kids um, have, well, they have Cosmo and Wanda, right? But I don't know if we see that immediately. But they have Vicky, the babysitter robot, and they have sort of, you know, they have these two fish that look oddly familiar, but I think it's confirmed a little later. And uh, so it's kind of, in a way, it's sad to see, you know, Timmy's become sort of what he, like the misery that his parents you know, placed onto him. But on the other hand, it's kind of nice to see that, you know, Cosmo and Wanda are still kicking it and they're kicking it with, uh, you know, Timmy's kids, keeping the legacy going. Yeah, and there's sort of a tragedy of it that how many kids have Cosmo and Wanda had to watch not only forget about them, but then die not knowing who they are. It's got some dark consequences. Also, obviously, this doesn't really matter because this is obviously not a continuity-based show, but I just want to throw out that they don't have poof here. <laughs> Whoa. Well, I guess Poof would grow up. That's what's so dumb about Poof is, like, the fairies are eternal. I'm sure they solve it at some point. They might not. But maybe Poof has grown up and now has kids of his own as, as I mean, they didn't make Poof yet at this point, so it's fine. Like, Poof didn't well, exist. Well, of course, so but like... I'm just saying if you were going to try to explain it in the world. Sure, like, sure. Poof could totally be off doing his own thing. But the cool link of this is that Timmy, at the end of the episode, buries a time capsule with pictures of Cosmo and Wanda and other like little like a crimson chin lunchbox he buries it in and uh his kids find them I also hate that Timmy and Tootie end up together it makes no sense to me but whatever it is what it is and maybe she grows up and they reconnect in like college or something who knows but the kids uh which both look like half and half just like uh Tootie and Vicky are half and half of their parents and they discover this um, time capsule that Timmy buried, and there's a picture of Timmy crying, like with tears in his eyes, and there's two normal-looking fish next to him, and he looks at it, and there's a hint of recognition, and then it's gone. So he, he clearly doesn't remember them, but he sort of remembers something vaguely positive about that time in his life. Yeah, and it's, you know... It is what it is. Like I said, there's a bit of sadness if he doesn't remember them, but then, you know, it, 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 it's not overly sad, I guess. It just kind of is how it is. Uh, I don't know. I don't have much else to add on there other than I still think that that's how it should have ended. That should have been the final shot was us kind of panning out on them, but so it goes. Yeah. Yeah, we had the stupid, or even just, like, a more subtle reveal of Cosmo and Wanda. Or better yet, the kids getting Cosmo and Wanda. That could have been a cool final moment, you know? In the yeah. same way that they in introduce themselves to Timmy. But, you know, we're not the writers. It already exists, and it's a great movie. So, uh, 
yeah, my, my final thoughts. I love this one from start to finish. There's some weak moments. The, the the core concept isn't as good as I remember, but the side jokes and the little subtle things are awesome. Yeah, and I'll completely stand by that as well. Not, It's not good for the reasons I remember it being good, but it does still stand up. Definitely still very enjoyable. Um, I don't think I've got anything else to add. Are you good? I'm good. Let's go on to trivia where I try to stay alive for one more week. Alright, it's time for another exciting round here of trivia. We are ending it uh, next week, I guess, right? Next week will be the final round of trivia, and regardless of what happens, we might have to do tiebreaker. Ugh, I um, hate that. Casey needs to both get this right and me get mine wrong in order for him to still be in the game. So let's see. Let's see what happens. Alright, well, Ashley, here is my trivia for you. It is centered around this movie we just watched. And it's specifically about one of the shows within the show. So here's the question. Along with Scooby-Doo, which other Hanna-Barbera cartoon was parodied in Snooper Dog and the Clue Crew in Channel Chasers? And yes, this is a real show. It is one of these four shows. A. Grizzly and the Ghoul Crew. B. Goober and the Ghost Chasers. C. Garfield and the Ghoul Chasers, or D. Grover and the Ghost Crew. Oh, these all sound like trash shows. What if I told you all four of them were real <laughs> shows? <laughs> they would all be trash. Okay, so... Yeah, crew. one of them is real. I am going to go with Garfield and the Ghoul Chasers for no good reason whatsoever, final answer. Alright, Ashley, that is incorrect. <laughs> it was Goober and the Ghoul, the Ghost Chasers. <laughs> Dang it, that was actually my second choice. Uh, Isn't that ridiculous? Part of me thought, why would you pick a name as stupid as Goober, but why <laughs> would they pick any of those names, I guess? Oh, alright, so I'm staying alive for now. Can we just end it here this so, week? My question for you is sort of related, I guess, to Fairly Odd Parents. You'll understand. Um, so, Frederator Studios is the animation studio that produced Fairly Odd Parents. Uh, full disclaimer: there is also a few other animation studios in the future that sort of took it on later. Um, but originally, Frederator Studios is the animation studio that produced Fairly Odd Parents, as well as which of these shows? Uh, a. Jimmy Neutron. B. Danny Phantom. C, Chalk Zone, or D, Invader Zim? All right, I'm going to, right off the bat, oh, but it, I'll bet, because you, you, you gave a warning that it switched animation studios, and it used to look more like Chalk Zone than it ultimately looked at the end when it looks more like Danny Phantom. So I'm going to say Danny Phantom is too obvious. You were baiting me. And I'm going to go with Chalk Zone. I'm going to be correct, and I'm going to stay alive for one more week, Ashley. Unfortunately, for me, that's correct. Correct! <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Woo! I knew yeah, it, too. Uh, I mean, I didn't know it. I, but, I thought that you... Because they both started on Oh Yeah. I Yeah, I thought that you might get there because Chalk Zone was also on Oh Yeah. Oh Yeah was also produced by Frederator. Um... Uh, as well as My Life as a Teenage Robot, and, uh, there was a, there was another show 
that was made by Frederator. Uh, they switched over to uh, Billy and Fold at some point, but not until season six. And uh, Billy and Fold is also what makes Danny Phantom. Um, so yeah, because it would go Billy and Fold at the end. Remember yes. the credit? But <laughs> I think at some point it, you know, the Frederator maybe. Um. Whoa! You're so right. That's what that yes. is. <laughs> I always thought it was. Sp- I thought it was just Vicky yelling something randomly. No, no, that's that's the name of the company. Now you know. <laughs> <laughs> and they would do it on their other shows too. Yes. I literally always thought that was Vicky. I thought you might remember that that was that was that. Regardless, you you got there using pretty sound logic. So, uh, congrats. And I was damn confident about it too. I am. I'm gonna win. This round of trivia, Ashley. I'm saying it right now. I'm going to tie it up yeah. and then win the tiebreaker. I was going to say, keep in mind, Casey does still need to get the next question right. I need to get the next question wrong in order for him to finally win. So uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and say right now, I'm not going to make it easy for you. I'm not going to make it impossible. I'm not going to make it garbage. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best to make it a good, thoughtful trivia question. And you should do the yeah, same. Needless to say, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be our toughest round of trivia we've ever done. But uh, yeah, so Casey stays afloat. I'm still ahead. We'll see what happens next week. All right. Uh, And Ashley, we'll have to watch ourselves some Goober and the Ghost Chasers at some point this week, too. Honestly. All right. Well, coming up next is our conclusion with our fun fact Twitter poll and a preview for next week. Our fun fact for this week is specifically related to Channel Chasers, and it is that there was originally a song in the movie that was sang by Timmy, wishing he lived in TV. It uh, ended up being a deleted scene. You can still find it on YouTube and give it a listen. And uh, personally, I'm glad it was cut. <laughs> yeah, as am I. I, as you all know, love musicals, and uh, we'll have a little bit to say about musicals in uh, just a little bit in this conclusion. But first, our Twitter poll. Who is more at fault for neglecting Timmy, his dad or his mom? And now we know what you're going to say. They're written as one character. They're both equally bad. They're both garbage, but whatever. But just pick one. Who do you think is more at... Who is worse to Timmy? We're curious, because I I don't really know how to answer this one yet. Actually, I'm going to have to think about it before I click that button. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. I think that there are... uh... I think there's some differences between the way that they're treating, and I think depending on the episode you look at, there's valid reasons for both, but I'm curious to see what you guys pick. Um, that being said, next week we are continuing on with our our movie marathon, so to speak, and we are doing Schools Out the Musical because I am graduating from college this Ooh. Saturday, or that Saturday, the Saturday following that episode. Uh, nuts, you guys. Nuts. Um... Life is happening. Things are getting real. I have a job and stuff, but I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, me and Casey have pretty pretty strong, pretty differing views on the quality of this movie, so I think it'll be a fun discussion to listen I in on. I grew up loving it. I probably watched it at least 15 times, and actually grew up hating it, so it'll be interesting I to I never hear liked our... it, not once. Um, and the, t- the parallel, pretty obvious there, you know, school's out, the musical, it's not really about graduation, but, you know, school is out for you forever now, just like Timmy wishes. Yeah, so I, I figured it was relevant enough. Um, and I'm sure plenty of you guys are getting out of school, and maybe some of you guys are graduating too, so you can, you know, feel that joy along with us. Uh, yeah, oh, that's nice. about... <laughs> 
we're like shoehorning our back to school episode now. It's like we've come all the way back. It's May now, you know? Aw, that's cute. We I don't know how many we're of you cute, were you with us back then, but we did a back to school episode at the end of August. It was fun. Um, and then the week after this, I'm not going to reveal what it is, but we will be doing another Fairly Odd Parents movie that somehow ties to the episode. So look forward to that. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Next week is our 50th episode. We're so excited to celebrate that with another great Fairly Odd Parents movie. See you guys next time.